0: Our focus on business this morning in the studio with me, we have George from TCT Computer Solutions. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Jenna. How are you doing? I'm doing great. not I can't say the same for uh, some of the small and medium business clients I see uh, mm. who think they're doing great but are actually uh, exposing themselves to more risks than they really appreciate. Right. So I thought today maybe I would talk about the the status of uh, the current state of cybersecurity in the small and medium business segment as uh, as we see it every day. Mm-hmm. And and it's really kind of appalling, really because. Uh, we, the the current state would could best be defined probably as uh, uh, total avoidance of the fact that they might be at risk for something like a ransomware attack or or even just uh, a serious virus attack that costs them downtime and so on um, the, the typical state would be they've got a firewall that they bought at uh, you know, the local uh, Best Buy or or one of the other uh, big box stores that provides rudimentary but hardly adequate security protections, especially since they usually don't even bother to change any of the security settings after they get it. They just install it with the way it came out of the box and figure, well, there we go. I got a firewall. And you may have part of a firewall, but you probably don't have the protections you need at that point. Uh, then uh, you look at other things like uh, how they access their system. Do they use remote desktop and that sort of thing, which is a built-in feature in in Windows Ten, and uh, and and makes it convenient to access your computer at work from home. But only if you take the right precautions again to use that kind of a tool. And most don't. They leave those ports open, and they because it's convenient for them. And uh, and then they also. Uh, one of the other big omissions is they they have a backup, but the backup is either a thumb drive stuck into the computer that just sort of lives there and and gets a backup file every day, right? Or or it's an external hard drive, maybe a step above, but uh, it still stays connected all the time, and uh, the there and and. And if there's any thought given to cloud backup, it's uh, once in a while they'll send a backup to the cloud or they find themselves never really being able to get a backup into the cloud because they have such poor upload bandwidth if they're using cable or something like that that they can't really push the amount of files they need to push up to the cloud overnight because they just don't have the bandwidth to do it. So they, eventually they give up on it if they thought about it at all. Right, and so we have those kind of three big problems, typically uh, endemic in small and medium businesses, uh, and and the end result is, and, and then they justify it all with, well, I'm not really big enough to be a target, mm-hmm. or you know, we've been fine so far. We're using a, we're using you know, an off-the-shelf antivirus program. Worse, maybe a free antivirus program, right. which may provide some level of protection, but. Uh, but certainly not the kind of protection you really need to avoid present day threats, and uh, and and they justify it by thinking I'm not a target, I'm not big enough to be a target, uh, we, or we've been fine so far, right? Okay.
0: And there's something that I think a lot of people don't continue. Being vigilant. So, okay, great. I've got no matter what it is, whether it's the the box store version of a firewall, you can't just install it and then walk away because you know what? The guys who are trying to get into your computer aren't just going, oh, that one didn't work. I guess I'll move on to the next one. Like they spend, they work overtime. To try and get past that firewall. And once they figure out how to get past one of those box store firewalls, it's a lot easier for them to get past the other ones.
1: Well, especially if they don't change, if the user didn't change the password on it, then it has the factory password because every hacker in the world knows the factory passwords for every one of those retail store firewalls. Okay, And uh, and so they may have a pretty easy chance to get past the firewall because they can get in, configure it to their own liking. And then proceed on to, to spend time in your network. Mm-hmm. Um, people also think or they imagine that these, that these attacks take place, you know, in real time right at the moment. Most of the time, the, the, all the smart uh, hackers anyway spend, uh, i read a figure that says an average of uh, three months on your system, scoping out what kind of environment you have, how how big is your organization if it's a small business. And again, that's what I'm most worried about are small businesses that have something to lose, that have to stay functional, that have to keep operating. And you may have, I mean, you may have uh, somebody residing on your system right now, just biding his time, making sure he knows where all your equipment is, what kind of equipment it is, do you have multiple offices? Can I reach those? Do you have backups? Can I reach those? Mm-hmm. Because once he triggers the attack, and it might be, it may take up to three months. We've had some experience with clients that were attacked, and we've, and the virus was found to be resident on their computer for, for nine months, wow. or three months rather, 90 okay. days, forgive me.
0: So that's a long uh, time.
1: Well, that's a long time, but they, you know, they have nothing but time. Right. And, and what your point about, uh, they, it doesn't take them long to get past, the 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 firewall security for example if you have some open ports but it's password protected i mean they use a computer to try you know hundreds of thousands if not millions of passwords Mm -hmm. literally in 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 less than a day so it's called a brute force attack for that for that reason because they just you know the computer doesn't get tired Mm -hmm. doesn't have to sleep and so it can just keep trying all these passwords, one right after the other, every conceivable combination. It may not be the most elegant way to access a system, but it's a tried and proven way to access a system because you simply eventually try all the keys in your arsenal, and sooner or later you find one that works. You may not okay, and uh, and now once you've got access. Then you establish residence on that system, and you spend your time looking around and getting the lay of the land, and seeing what's valuable and what may not be valuable. What can I compromise? What do I have to do to compromise this system? Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth. And we've had recent experience with customers who were infected exactly that way. So, so the uh, oh, we're too small. We're too. Uh, we're not. Uh, we're not a target. Or things have been fine so far. That's really small comfort. Okay, yeah. because that isn't the way it works, folks.
0: No, no, it's not. And it's important to make sure that you're working with somebody. You know, I've ne- never tried to consider myself a computer expert. I know how to turn my computer on, I know how to download stuff that I need. And, uh, you know, of course, go on the website and open Word documents, and I can defrag. You remember defragging? Like, oh. I can defrag. So I know everything there is about computers, right?
1: Well, we yeah. find a lot of people who are <laughs> with exactly that attitude. I changed my own hard disk one time, mm-hmm. put in a new one, took out the right. old one, and somehow that makes me a computer expert.
0: Right. Okay. Well, and, I've changed the oil in my car, too, but I'm yeah. no mechanic. <laughs> there and so you go. And so it's important Good to... Good analogy. Yeah, it's yeah. important to be able to, to hire an expert, have that professional IT partner with George and TCT Computer Solutions, because you don't want to be in the situation that some local businesses have been... Where they're spending millions, literally millions of dollars and hours, tens of hundreds of hours of lost productivity trying to recover from just exactly this kind of attack. Go to the website, TCTCS.com, TCT. CS.com. Give George a call, 627-4808, 627-4808, and start getting toward the path of knowing that your system, your business, is secure. We're talking with George from TCT Computer Solutions, tctcs.com. And George, you're talking about storing information in the cloud. And it seems like probably everybody knows what that is, but just in case somebody doesn't understand exactly what that means, what does it mean to store your information for your business in the cloud?
1: Well, it simply means you've put your your uh, important information, your backup files or whatever in a place in the cloud where they are where they remain disconnected from your computer system and your network except for the time it takes to get them up there. This is why bandwidth is so important because if you don't have everybody thinks about download speed, oh, this is great, I can stream movies oh this is great i can I can do I can download stuff and it's and it's fast. wow, I'm impressed with that. But then they look at their upload speed and for most asynchronous or not balanced on both ends services, your download speed is dramatically more uh powerful than your upload speed, mm-hmm. however. Pushing stuff into the cloud requires upload speed. Right. And if you have, uh, if you have uh, a poor upload speed, at uh, in, in least in a lot of businesses, the amount of data they're trying to push up to the cloud may not even complete overnight. Hmm. And if that's the case, you never really get a full backup in the cloud. And it keeps starting over and over again because it knows it didn't finish. So it tries again the next night and the next night. And, and at best, you get a portion of your data up there. And not all of it. So upload speed, having sufficient upload speed to support things like backup into the cloud is really important. And, that, and, and that's just one of the, uh, along with the cost of maybe good firewalls and the cost of the proper protections and the cost of an antivirus program that actually works reliably and detects stuff without having to be told what to look for which is the way most off-the-shelf off the antivirus programs work, they use a definition database, those things cost money. And that, therefore, leads to the reluctance to do things right and accept you know, these rudimentary or these uh, pitifully inadequate uh, cybersecurity protections because people don't want to pay the bill until they realize or experience, worse, the cost of an actual ransomware attack, and uh, and that's—I'll go into that at some length uh, uh, when we have just a little more time in the segment. But uh, but that's the usual reason that people—you you can't talk them into spending enough money for adequate cybersecurity until they've been bitten, and and that's kind of pitiful. But it's—it's uh, uh, it's, look at the coronavirus. Right. It took the coronavirus to teach people proper hygiene and health (laughs) and health practices. Right. You don't need anything extraordinary. You just need to do what you should have been doing all along. Wash your hands. Right. And and, uh, you don't need a mask. And in fact, you've got uh, the surgeon general saying, will you please stop buying masks because (laughs) the health providers need them.
0: Right. Well, my son somehow has a stash of masks in his bedroom. Isn't that interesting? I have interesting. no idea. I'm assuming he bought them, but we were going out to the <laughs> store this weekend and he hands me a mask I'm like, what the heck is that? Yeah, there are much more effective ways to prevent from getting a virus physically or on your computer system, especially if you're a business. And, you know, being up and running it require you know, it, there are people whose jobs depend on that. There are people whose, uh, you know, if you, you're there, a provider of other for other businesses. It just, you know, that there, would,
1: it's right. The, 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 the price of not being available for business is a lot larger than you think.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. We're talking with George Hefter from TCT Computer Solutions. Go to the website, tctcs.com tctcs.com and you can see more information there about all the different services they provide to help make sure that your business is as secure as it can possibly be. Go to the website, tctcs.com tctcs.com and George, we've been talking about the extreme need to make sure that as a business especially your computer systems your network are all locked down and protected from outside threats but there are also things that business owners managers need to do to protect their network from inside threats
1: that that's all certainly true and um I think to uh, we can highlight some of those actions. Obviously, you need cybersecurity processes and procedures. You need controls. You need something uh, that the cybersecurity people like to call the principle of least access or the principle of least permissions, which means that nobody should have access to any more than they absolutely need to do their job. You should uh, you know making everybody a network administrator. May solve the problem when you have customers or or you have uh, employees saying, I can't get this printer to work or I can't install a new printer that I'm trying to use mm-hmm. or something like that. But But taking a measure like that just literally opens up your network to any number of problems that could that could follow because now that's another user that has administrator access who really doesn't need it there are other there are other layers of um, of access that could be used that let you install printers and let you install software you should probably have practices and policies that limit the kind of software you can install too because you don't really want your employees turning your network into the wild wild west and having uh programs on there that are largely uh, game related or or time wasters uh, even if it's browsing a newspaper or something you should probably have a policy that limits how much time they can spend doing stuff like that facebook is probably should be a no no mm-hmm. on most networks just because and not only because of the possibility that you can you can in fact get stuff from facebook too if you click on links and download things but from the fact that you're paying your employees to work, not browse Facebook. Right. Okay. So so there are there are certainly network internal things. But people avoid the the uh, uh, the security precautions and the security provisions and equipment they should use because of cost. And they don't really realize what a ransomware attack costs, because uh, think about it. Now, everybody thinks, oh, it's just the ransom. Uh, oh, no, the ransom is just the tip of the iceberg. Right. OK, you're probably going to end up paying the ransom one way or the other, whether you use a service. Uh, there are any number of cybersecurity companies that will help you restore your data and get back into operation. Mm-hmm. They're not cheap. And the the fact of the matter is they pay the ransom. They're just better at negotiating with the hackers. And so they may get it at a discount, but you're gonna pay for it and you're gonna pay for them their, their help and because you're gonna need help right. to restore yourself back to operation. There's no question about that. So you have this upfront cost of the ransom itself. Then you have a lot of indirect costs that most people don't think of. First of all, the cost of your downtime. What does it cost you to be out of production for a week or more? Uh, a recent uh, experience we've had uh, probably was took three weeks before that business was back in full operation the way it should be. Therefore, making the product they make, therefore shipping the product they ship, therefore collecting collecting and just to the clarify, payments. Yeah, that
0: was without having protection. So they didn't have the protection in place. Not and the, that's why not it took adequate so long. protection. Right. They
1: were more in the category of we had these uh, token. Uh, protections that uh, everybody thinks is necessary and adequate, then they're Mm -hmm. typically not. So now you've got the cost of the ransom. You've got the cost of the downtime, which is significant for most businesses. You wouldn't be in business if it wasn't. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you have um, some indirect costs, some additional indirect costs, like loss of reputation. Okay. Now you may not get as many new customers as you used to have because people are going to be a little wary and why would they be wary? Well, because most of those businesses end up getting your personal information, either in your in their customer files or in their credit card files, if you pay them with a credit card periodically. Mm-hmm. And if any of that data gets compromised, and that's one of the things the, the, uh, the hackers spend so much time on your system trying to find is personal information they can co-opt and use down the road, some other place. Okay, so that's another indirect cost: is the uh, the cascading effect of losing perhaps your password, or your credit card number, or your Social Security number, that may have been compromised by virtue of one of these attacks at a business you've done at a at a, a small business or medium business, or even an enterprise business you've done you've done work with, or you've had commerce with and And so then your personal information gets compromised and not only does that cost you maybe with this business, it's going to cost you any place that they can use your credit card information or your personally identifiable information so there's there's indirect costs associated with that and then finally, uh, there's also the cost of uh, replacing equipment and then finally installing the the uh, The security provisions you should have had in the first place, and that could mean equipment changes, new updates to your computer systems, a new firewall, new different kind of switches, other kinds of controls, uh, certainly a more robust and capable uh, antivirus program. Mm -hmm. All of those things bear into the total cost. And so by the time you're done, the amount of money you've spent uh, by some by some uh, uh, experts estimate to be a factor of 10 times the amount of the initial ransom. Wow. Okay. And that's, so that's the kind of potential expense you're looking for. Now once bitten, twice cautious. And, and all of a sudden you'd have an entirely different conversation with these businesses when they, when they've experienced that kind of attack, because now they realize the value of the, of the suggestions that you were making of the kind of a firewall they ought to have, the kind of controls they ought to have in place for many small businesses that don't have the resources to recover Mm-hmm. because recovery is expensive, uh, it puts them out of business. Uh, it causes a lot, of, a lot of smaller businesses to just throw in the towel nice. and go away, which is tragic. Those, pe- those are people that had a dream, right? Mm-hmm. But, they, but sooner or later, they started making decisions uh, with their wallet and said, well, I can afford this, I can't afford that. But they're not well-suited to make those decisions if they don't really have all the facts so they end up being poor choices, and they end up costing them big. You're you're absolutely right. An ounce of protection is probably worth many pounds of cure. Right. In this in in this instance, now, uh, where I was going to go with this last segment was to talk about well, where we come in at at the back end. Now, uh, cybersecurity uh, restoration companies. Um, uh, Will will lead you to believe that maybe they can save you the cost of the ransom because they will find a way to decrypt it. Well, that's that's an old, that's not realistic. No, AES two fifty six bit encryption uh, by anybody's measure takes over a million years to decrypt in a brute force sort of way, and there is not really very many ways until we get to. Uh, quantum computing where they might get it done in a shorter period of time mm-hmm. so nobody's decrypting your 256 fifty-six, two hundred fifty-six bit encrypted files right. what they are is they're negotiating with the hackers with the cyber criminals mm-hmm. and, prob- and trying to get the price down a little and then they're going to pay the ransom and they're going to pass that cost along to you of course right. along with the cost of their, their efforts to Restore your company to safe and secure operation with lots of controls and everything locked down as tight as it can be, and that's where a company like 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 us comes in. Because I'm not going to negotiate with cyber criminals. I mean, I'm not I'm not well suited for it. It's like wrestling with pigs. You both get dirty, and the pig likes it. Okay, so (laughs) so there's so there's no value to me in doing that. I'm happy for a cybersecurity company to do that. They've learned the ins and outs. These are mostly cybersecurity professionals that have worked for the military in the past. And they know how to deal with these guys and they know how to and they know how they work. And in many cases, they even can tell by the virus or by the encryption where it came from. Mm -hmm. So they're well suited for that. But ultimately, somebody has to be protecting the business, because one thing cybersecurity companies don't have necessarily is experience with thousands of different kinds of businesses. So they don't necessarily know what all the operational requirements are, all the functionality requirements have to be. Mm -hmm. Their whole focus is lock it down as tight as we can, make sure that this is impenetrable. Well, the problem arises when that gets in the way of being able to do what your business does. If you can't send those bills out if you can't print to that remote office if you can't your voice over ip system now no longer works among your three branch offices Uh, all of those kind just as simple examples you need somebody who says okay wait a minute we need to and, and many times the business owner only comes to that information when he discovers something doesn't work so to head off any of those problems during the recovery you need somebody looking out for the business saying, Okay, I need we need to have this functionality and this functionality and this functionality. So if if, if what you're doing is locking that down and making that impossible, now we have to find a safe way to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, I'm not saying we need to defeat anything that you're trying to do, but we look we need to look for an alternative way of doing it so that we remain functional. In other words, there's no point. We can't function, we can't operate, we can't do what our business does and we can no longer stay in business as a result. So there's got to be a compromise. Cybersecurity people talk about something called the CIA triad, and that's got nothing to do with the Central Intelligence Agency. It has to do with the three precepts of cybersecurity. Confidentiality, nobody needs to know what they don't need to do their job. Right. Integrity, which means you got to keep your data safe even inside and outside your network through your email, through your uh, external transmissions. If financial data, email, all of that kind of thing has to be safe and secure so information stays intact and your business processes have reliable information to depend upon. Okay, And lastly, the, the A in CIA is availability. So what that means is your business was started to do something, to perform some function, to perform a pro- to provide a product, to perform a service, something. You have to be able to do that when all is said and done. Right. You just got to do it in a much better, safer way, and that's the third precept of cybersecurity: is find a way to re- remain available so that you can perform the function you set out to perform. And that's uh, that's a, where we come in. We've got experience with. Hundreds, if not thousands of businesses, all different types. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a pretty good idea what they need to function in, in most industries. And so uh, we, can, we can act as a sort of a, uh, a facilitator, if you will, with the cybersecurity company. We speak that language. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand what they're trying to do, but I also understand what the business needs to do. And so that's, that's a case where we can be a big help to businesses. That's after the fact. But give us a chance to do that before the fact, and maybe you won't need us after the fact. Right. Okay? That's all I'm saying.
0: And that is the key right there. We're talking with George from TCT Computer Solutions. He will help make sure that you don't need him after the fact. And all you have to do is uh, give him a call, 627 4808 to uh, get more information about getting a quote, as well as uh, you can reach out to him online. TCTCS.com is the website. TCTCS.com. It's TCT Computer Solutions, our focus on business on News Radio 610 KONA. Thanks for coming in this morning, George.
1: Thank Thank you, Jenna.
0: Focus on Business is a copyrighted production of Cherry Creek Radio and News Radio 610 KONA.